You're listening to Radio Influence. Why, Crusher, it's good to see you. You're listening to Crush Performance with the Crusher, Jeff Crushell. Get in on the talent grid and text Crush at 101260 with your questions, comments, or smart-ass remarks. And welcome to Crush Performance, everybody. Jeff Crushell here, the con man behind the glass, keeping us on track. And we're your weekly source for performance information. If you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks, or if you have a topic or something you'd like us to investigate or even help you with, let us know. Here's what I can tell you. If we don't have the answer, we know somebody who does have that answer, or at least can lead us to somebody who will have that answer. And we answer every single message that we get, so we'll look forward to hearing from you. You can get to us at crushperformance.com. Info at crushperformance is the email. On Twitter, follow us. At Jeff Crush is my Twitter handle. And on Facebook, Instagram, and our new YouTube channel, you can search out Crush Performance and uh, find us there. Okay, so big, big question for you. Who was the most important or influential coach in your life? Think back now. We've all had those special coaches who have helped you along the way or influenced you in a way like other coaches haven't. And I'm hoping in a good way. Let's keep this framed positive. Who's that one coach that really helped you get over that hurdle or kept you interested in the sport or really, really influenced how you approach things maybe in life outside of sport? Well, here's what we know. Nobody can do it alone. It doesn't matter what level of sport you're competing at. Um, Everybody needs that special help along the way and those special people around them to guide them through the process because we only know what we know. And until we get through that process, we can't possibly know everything that we need to know to tap into our potential and be the best we can possibly be regardless of what level we're at. And that's where great coaching and great leadership comes into play. And it's not just in sport, by the way. We see the influence of great leaders in every aspect of life. We see the great franchises in sport, the great organizations, the great teams. We see the great businesses that outperform all the other businesses in their categories. And we see the great schools. We see the great financial institutions. Why are some better than others? If you think about it for a second, all the banks pretty much have the same landscape to work in. All the same, all the sports have the same landscape to work in. All the businesses, car dealerships, uh, grocery stores, they all have the same playing field. Why is it then some are so much better than others? Why is it that some organizations get voted the best place to work and some get voted the worst place to work? And it's no mistake or no coincidence that usually the places that get voted the best place to work are the most successful businesses in their category. That's not a mistake. So why? Well, one of the big reasons beyond a doubt is the power and influence of great leadership. Great leadership steers the ship. Leadership points the compass and steers the business, the team, the school, the student, the athlete in the direction they need to go to be most successful. Now, don't get me wrong. It is definitely a two-way street. When you look at the organizations that have success, 
There is information and idea sharing across the board from top to bottom. And that's a very, very important concept to understand. Great leaders will actually encourage that, encourage their people to speak out and come up with ideas. Nobody's afraid to floor an idea, no matter how crazy it is. Well, within means, of course, within reason, of course. But that's one of the true, true character traits of successful businesses and the sign of great, great leadership. People are always looking to contribute. And one of the things we know about the human being is we love to be involved in something that has purpose. And we also love to be involved in things that are bigger than ourselves. So working towards a goal with great leadership, there's really no other place to be. I wonder why it's so hard to find great leaders because I don't think it's that easy. So when we get a chance to break down, look at, or analyze uh, great leaders and how they operate, we have to jump at that opportunity. And today I'm really, really happy to say we're going to do exactly that. We're going to be joined later in the show by Ken Dryden, Hall of Fame goaltender with the Montreal Canadiens from the 1970s, one of the great teams in the history of sport. Ken Dryden won six Stanley Cups with that team. He was on Team Canada at the 1972 Summit Series. He's been a cabinet minister and a member of parliament, and he's also an author of seven great books. His very latest is titled Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other, an in-depth look at the life and times of Scotty Bowman, the most successful coach in the history of hockey. He's won more games and more Stanley Cups than any other coach and he's not just one of the greatest coaches in hockey he is right up there with the greatest coaches in all of sport he coached in the nhl for four decades and get this the time between his first and final stanley cup 29 years absolutely incredible can you imagine as a 14 year old kid growing up in montreal he had a standing room only pass to the Montreal Forum, and he got to see some of the greats, Rocket Richard, Gordie Howe. He scouted Bobby Orr when he was 13 years old. He coached Guy Lafleur and Mario Lemieux. He coached against Wayne Gretzky, and in the past decade, he was an advisor for the Blackhawks, watching Sidney Crosby, Ovechkin, and McDavid take over and dominate the game. What a career. What can we learn from Scotty Bowman? Well, it goes back to one of our original statements today is when we get a chance to get behind the curtain and look and analyze one of the great leaders or great coaches of our time, we have to jump at the chance. And today we're going to do that thanks to uh, Ken Dryden joining us today. Um, That book, Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other, this is going to be a very, very important work. If you think about what Scotty Bowman has experienced over his lifetime and then how he honed all of those experiences into a craft or a skill to develop performance environments where athletes could come in and prosper and not just prosper individually but prosper with their teammates and as an organization dominate the sport there are things to learn from the great leaders and scotty bowman is certainly one of them i am so excited for today i can't even tell you so how about this let's cut out for a quick break when we come back we'll be joined by ken dryden who, by the way, is a Hall of Fame goaltender, as we discuss his great new book, Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other. That's coming up right after this on Crush Performance. Stick around, everybody. Hey, sports fans, do you want to be able to watch every single NFL game this season, no matter where you live or what team you root for? This season, there's a proven way to watch every football game live for a fraction of the price of DirecTV or NFL Sunday Ticket. 
ExpressVPN. Here's how it works. Use ExpressVPN to buy the International Game Pass. I mean, I live way up north, and I root for the Raiders, and I stream all their games. ExpressVPN also comes with apps for computers, mobile, and digital media players like Fire TV. Plus, use ExpressVPN every time you go online to keep all of your network data encrypted, secure, and safe from hackers. ExpressVPN is the fastest VPN I've tried. It costs less than $7 a month and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Hey, you can enjoy every single game this NFL season with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. So listen, protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash crush. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash crush for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash crush with a K to learn more. Now, more crush performance coming right up. Find out what it takes to be a top performer. Get the Crush blog, podcast, and newsletter at crushperformance.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Crush Performance, everybody. Jeff Kershell here. Hey, if you want to reach out to us, do so. Crushperformance.com is the website. You can get me on Twitter, at Jeff Crush, and on social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, search out Crush Performance, and we can hook up there, no question, as we are here to just spread the good word. And hopefully get you thinking about things that you might not have thought about before. Uh, we know that you guys can get us thinking for sure. That's why we appreciate every single message we get and we answer every single one. Well, today I wanted to take a look at leadership. Where does great leadership come from? Where do great leaders come from? We always say, if you want to know what to do, look to the pros. Look to the very, very best. Sometimes we learn what not to do, of course. Uh, but more often than not, we pick up great hints and great direction from those who are incredibly successful at what they do. And when you look at the successful teams, franchises, the successful businesses, schools, the institutions out there who are having great success over time, you can probably trace it back to real quality leadership. And it's not always easy. Great leaders are hard to come by. And when you find a great leader, much like the great Athletes that we follow and watch closely as we try to decipher what makes the great ones great. When we find a great leader, we watch closely to the decisions they make and to the outcomes of those decisions and the long-term impact they have on the organization they're guiding along the way. Well, in the history of sports, there have been some great, great leaders, some great coaches that we can look back on now, and learn from. And one of those great coaches is Scotty Bowman. Scotty Bowman is the winningest coach in the history of hockey. More games and more Stanley Cups than anybody. One of the greatest coaches in that game, but probably also one of the greatest coaches in all of sport. And like most of the great leaders and certainly great coaches, unless you worked with Scotty Bowman or maybe played for Scotty Bowman, I think it's very difficult to understand how he operated on a day-to-day -day basis to be so successful and influence so many great teams, players, and organizations through his career. So whenever there's a chance to get a look behind the curtains into how these great leaders operate, we have to jump on the opportunity. And I'm really, really happy to say uh, we're able to do that today. We are joined now by Mr. Ken Dryden, Hall of Fame goaltender with the Montreal Canadiens through the 1970s, six Stanley Cups. 
He was with Team Canada in the 1972 Summit Series. He was a cabinet minister and a member of parliament, the author of seven great books, and the latest, our topic today, Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other. Mr. Dryden, thanks for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Well, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Um, The book is fantastic, but I wanted to start here. In the introduction, you say towards the end that you needed to write this book for different reasons than the other books. And I just wanted to know what the inspiration was here, uh, because it's a fantastic read. Well, Scotty Scotty Bowman has lived a life like nobody else, and, uh, and, and like nobody else ever will again. Uh, he has been, he's 86 years old now. Uh, he grew up in Montreal. And at the age of 14, he was playing on a Canadian-sponsored minor hockey team and got a pass, a standing room pass to the forum. And since that time, and right up to the present, where now he's, he's a, um, an advisor uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks, his son Stan is the general manager there. Scotty has been not only around hockey and the best of hockey and the worst of hockey um, for all of those years, which is more than 70 years, but he's been up close to it. I mean, he's been so up close to it, uh, to all of the great names, all of the great players, all of the great teams, and, uh, uh, and yet there, you know, and, and, and when he passes, um, this would go with him. And so it, it, it's not possible, it's not right that this experience gets lost. And so for about 10 years, I had in the back of my mind that, you know, that it, it should happen sometime. And uh, I'm sure I'll never get around to it, I'm doing other things, but it should happen. And then five years ago, well, it should happen. And nobody has done it yet. Well, then finally, about three or four years ago, I decided I would send them an email and just say, I'd like to talk to you about something. And the rest has happened. I like it. It actually uh, ends like this. Uh, um, an email on March 26, 2015 at 1044 a.m. You wrote Scotty an email that simply said, hey, there's something I'd like to talk to you about. And six minutes later, he replied, for sure. And this is the result. The book again, Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other. I grew up watching you play, watching those Canadians play. It certainly impacted my life. Um, but when I think of great leadership, and I think about um, some of the people who have impacted sport, Scotty Bowman's name is right there amongst all of the other greats. Um, the book is fantastic. I want to jump ahead in my notes to this one because I can't wait to get to it. The pictures in the book really, really bring it to life. And I think my favorite, Mr. Dryden, is um, the picture of the first cup with you and the guys. This looks like a fun group of fellas. You guys look great. And Scotty's right there, um, right there with you guys. What a great image that is. Yeah. It actually, it is. I mean, and it's, it's, it's a picture of Scotty. I, I, I'd never seen him look that way. And I don't remember him looking that way. I mean, he is so happy. And, and this is probably the next day. Um, and it's, it's probably the day of the parade. And and so there are about, I don't know, five or six players around him, one of the Canadians' owners and two or three of the trainers. And and it's just in sort of one of the you know, kind of goofy positions where everybody is just, 
you know, having a good time, and 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 Scotty's in the middle of it, and Scotty's usually you know to one side. You know, Scotty is is an observer, and uh, but this was his first cup. It was 1973, and at that point he would have um, he would have been uh, yeah he would have been ter- he would have been 39 years old. And and he had grown up in in Montreal and and with the Canadians, and had been in St. Louis, and now he was back, and uh, and he just looks completely happy. He certainly does. We're speaking with the great Ken Dryden, Hall of Fame goaltender with the Montreal Canadiens in the 1970s, six Stanley Cups, and it sounds like a lifetime of great memories and experiences with Scotty Bowman. We are talking about Ken Dryden's latest book, Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other. Well, Scotty Bowman, for people who don't know, and I can't imagine this, but uh, the winningest coach in the history of the game of hockey, more games, more cups than anybody else. Uh, What was he like behind the scenes? You mentioned that there he's kind of to the side, but I always say, Mr. Dryden, look to the pros. If you want to learn what to do, look to the pros, sometimes what not to do as well. But we certainly are uh, enamored with great leaders who accomplish great things, and Scotty Bowman certainly fits that description. Right. Yes, he he certainly does. And and he's... I mean, he's not—he's not—he's um, uh, not a, a stereotypical um, successful coach. I mean, the raw, raw, great stories, uh, arm around the you know shoulders. Let's win it for us. Let's win it for you know for whomever. Uh, that's not Scotty. Scotty is somebody who who you know absolutely knows the game. Absolutely is a great strategist. But but what makes him different from almost anybody else in that way is that he he's always watching, he's always taking something in, he always is with his eyes open and his mind open, and that and that no matter what we did yesterday, there is a there is a game today, and we have to find a way of winning today, and what got us to win yesterday is not necessarily what is going to get us to win today. We have a different opponent. We're in a different circumstance. Um, you know, that we're in a slump. We're on a hot streak. Uh, we're on the road. We're at home. Whatever, you know, we've done poorly against this team historically or done well against them. Whatever the story is, there is something that is different about today than yesterday. And almost every expert that I know, um, that's not how he or she looks at things. He is that, no, I'm the expert. I know. I know better than anybody else. And what I have learned up until now is it puts me at the top, and therefore I am at the top, as, as opposed to, no, that put me at the top. But what's going to keep me at the top <laughs> is what I learned today. And and today's game is different. There's going to be something different about it, and I am going to have to adapt. And I may have all of these wonderful philosophies, and but you know that that philosophies don't don't win today. You know don't win today's game. And and you I mean you never hear about a Bowman philosophy the way you would hear about other coaches in hockey or in other sports, but with him. It's always a matter of what is the situation, how are we doing, what is going on with our opponent, what is going on with us, and what do we need to do in the next moment 
in order to make that next moment better. And he never, ever, ever, I mean, right through, I mean, that's why, you know, that's why he, his cups, he, you know, his nine cups were won 29 years apart. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. And in those 29 years, from 1973 to 2002, think of the changes. I mean, the league at that time was, I think, it was maybe 17 teams, or actually it was less than that. I think it was 14 or 15 teams. And then there was that many more in 2002. In, in 1973, virtually every player on every team was Canadian. And all of the players that were any good were Canadian. By the time you get to 2002, about half the league is not Canadian. There are a bunch of American players. He had five you know, Soviet players or Russian players by that time. And, and, and how do you coach them? How do you coach them differently what are these different set of circumstances that you're going to have to deal with and he has never ever ever approached things any differently than that oh just fantastic things such a fantastic perspective and uh, so much to learn here uh this this book is dog-eared and underlined and highlighted <laughs> and and i'm gonna have to i don't know how many times i'm gonna have to go through it because every time i read through a part or i go back there's something else i take away it's so important thank you for writing this book i just have to say that again right now Thanks, Jeff. Well, it was, it was a treat to do. Oh, no, no doubt. I can't even imagine just having the experiences you've had being around that world. Well, you go back and you mentioned from the age of 14, um, standing room only ticket at the Montreal Forum, which is one place, Mr. Dryden, I wish I would have been able to experience being a sort of a sportsman in the world of sports myself. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say it's a regret. Maybe it's just something I wish I could have experienced, but I guess we live through it or get a piece of it or a taste of it through uh, um, books like this. Um, standing room only as a 14-year-old watching Rocket Richard and Gordy Howe starting out. He scouted Bobby Orr, and you mentioned it. You know, he, he is a visor for the Blackhawks, watching Sidney Crosby, Ovechkin, and now McDavid. Oh, the generations, the, the, the knowledge encapsulated here or encapsulated here is absolutely incredible well it, again it, it, it his life is is just that way and i mean again as you're saying you know imagine yourself at age 14 you're living in verdun in a working class neighborhood of montreal and and you get this this standing room pass the you know that 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 the you know there's well pretty soon there are 70 game schedules six teams in the league you play the other five teams basically 14 times a year you 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 get all of the teams into montreal seven times and and you are watching you know that you're watching all of this evolve and 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 you're seeing the changes happen when scotty was was you know like just after he stopped playing and he's coaching minor hockey and he's working for sherwin williams in the stock room he takes early lunch every day to go to the forum and watch Dick Irvin Sr. coach and then later <laughs> Toe Blake. He's the only one in the arena other than the players who are on the ice, and he's there, and he's able to watch the, the rocket at practice. Jacques Plante, Jean Beliveau, Boom Boom Jeffrey on Doug oh. Harvey. He's able to watch all of them. And, 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 then, and then he becomes the head scout in Eastern Canada for the Canadians. And at that time, most of the players came from Eastern Canada. They came from Ontario or from, from Quebec. None from, from uh, the East. 
virtually none from BC, and some from Alberta and, and Saskatchewan and Manitoba, but mostly Ontario and Quebec. He's watching them. That's why he saw Bobby Orr play when he was 13 years old and watching all of the other players at that particular time. Oh. And then what he see he watched Mario Lemieux as an eleven or twelve year old practice at the Montreal Forum, you know, or, or play in a kids game at the Montreal Forum while Scotty was a coach of the Canadians. And and again he you know he takes it in and he takes it in with such respect. It isn't like oh this you know that the, the kid he watches now who's a real good skater and a good defenseman he doesn't say oh well i saw bobby Orr at 13 and this kid's not like that no i mean he sees well yeah he's he, he needs to work a little bit on his skating there but boy he's got something and he's got this real good sense and he's got and 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 he, he gets as excited as he would have 50 years ago, <laughs> watching somebody who became one of the greatest players of all time. Oh, That's him. Isn't that fantastic? We're talking with Ken Dryden, Hall of Famer goaltender, Montreal Canadiens uh, through the 1976 Stanley Cups, Team Canada, 1972 Summit Series, Member of Parliament, Cabinet Minister, and the author of seven books. The very latest, our topic today is Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other, a story and a background and the knowledge of Scotty Bowman. Well, very interesting. I would think that that experience scouting can really, really helped shape him and maybe set the framework for maybe his future as a great coach, or at least it certainly played a role because yeah. um, his his eye for talent was uncanny. And right. again, getting back to the pictures, uh, this is a great one. I love it. It's him and his wife, Suella, um, and the marquee in the background in St. Louis Blues. It says, congratulations, Sue and Scotty. Uh, they'll hear the wedding bells appeal. Uh, Scotty has has made another good deal <laughs> up on the marquee. What a great photo that is. Well, it's it's fun. I mean, it's 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 a very it's it's a very touching photo. And and again, you know, as I as we were talking about before with his first cup, it's sort of seeing him in a different place, in a different set of circumstances. And in one that also has has great meaning, you know, for him, and and it's interesting how you, I mean, Scotty is a great scout, but he didn't like being a scout, and that was interesting hmm. to know and to and and to find out why, and 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 really it was that, you know, that when you're a scout, you're 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 watching everybody, but you're not you're you're not responsible for anybody. Uh, you know, when you're a coach, you've got a team that, that is yours. You've got to find a way. You've got to understand that team, and you've got to find a way of making that team work. When you're a scout, you, you know, you're around watching everybody in countless numbers of, of, of teams. And, and one of the things that he learned when he was a scout is that he learned he didn't want to be a scout, that he wanted to be a coach. And later on, when he became a coach and general manager in Buffalo, he learned again is that, no, is that, you know, I can, I can do the, the managing, I can do the scouting, but really, I'm a coach. Mm. And, and, and that's, you know, the, the, when you're a coach, it's an intense relationship, you know, that you have with a group. It's an, it, it, it is urgent. It is, it, you know, you're right in the middle of the action. Uh, you're not one step removed from the action. And he discovered when he wasn't behind the bench that he really missed not being behind the bench. And even now, 
when he hasn't coached since 2002, he watches like he's a coach. He thinks like he's a coach. He, he imagines himself in situations and he, he sees what coaches are doing and he's, you know, he wonders why. I mean, why are they starting this? Why this line? Why this guy with that guy? Ah, he's changed now. Why did he change? What happened in the game that makes him change? Now, here's Scotty Bowman, who's the greatest coach in hockey history, and, and he is thinking along with coaches that may not last two seasons in the league. And, and he's, he's not up there saying, oh, the guy's done the wrong thing. You know, he's saying, I wonder why he's doing that. There must be a reason why. What am I missing? What is it? That, or maybe, okay, I'm missing that, but maybe he's missing something else. So he's extremely respectful of any coach, and, what, and, and he's, he's very respectful of players in that way. Oh, what a great perspective. What a great approach to have as a coach of some of the best players in the game looking for ways to motivate and tap into and even raise their ceiling of performance. Just fantastic stuff. I think there's so much to learn here for young coaches who are looking to really influence the players around them with that type of an approach to the game. It doesn't matter what sport you're involved in. Such great stuff. Well, listen, everybody, we have to cut out for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Hall of Fame goaltender and author Ken Dryden as we discuss his latest book, Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other, right after this on Crush Performance. If you have any performance questions, comments, or smart remarks, text Crusher at 10-12-60 and follow him on Twitter at Jeff Crush. Now, here he is, the Crusher. And welcome back to Crush Performance, everybody. Hey, if you have comments on today's show, get to us. Crushperformance.com is the website. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Crush. And on social media, search out Crush Performance. Instagram, Facebook, and our cool new YouTube channel. Okay, today we are joined by our special guest, Ken Dryden, Hall of Fame goaltender and author, as we discuss his very latest book, Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other. Mr. Dryden, to continue our discussion, I wonder how much of Scotty Bowman's background, his life as a child, as a young hockey player, and even as a scout, helped him understand or better understand uh, where the players were coming from, maybe the process of development, that led him to be able to engineer these incredible performance cultures where players could just come in and get better, work together, and just find ways to win. Yeah, I mean, it, it's what, what Scotty, I mean, and, and one of the very great things about being a player on a team that Scotty coached is that Scotty uh, always knew what he had. I mean, and, and, and in St. Louis, he knew what he had there as an expansion team. And, and what he had there was a lot less than the established teams. Uh, but he also, but he couldn't coach like poor me. I don't have this or that. I have what I have. And now I've got to make the most of what I have. And I also have to try to find a way of getting more than I have and seeing things a different way. I mean, one of the things that he did there that was so remarkable is he decided that a lot of players who had been judged as too old weren't necessarily too old. Uh, he had great goalies in, 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 in St. Louis. He had Glenn Hall and he had Jacques Plante, mm -hmm. but both of whom had been judged as too old uh, by the established, by the existing teams, by the original six. And yet, but, but Scotty realized that, okay, they are too old 
to be as great as they were and play the 70 games a year that they've always played. But if you ask them to play 35 games instead of 70 games, they may be still really good. And that's what happened. And so they weren't too old under the circumstances that he you know, decided to use them in. Same with Dickie Moore, who had been a great player with the Canadians. His knees were gone. His legs were gone. But, so he couldn't play, except he could do certain things, so use them a certain way, and it will all work. With the Canadians of the, you know, of the 70s and, and, and the teams that I played on as well, I mean, he knew he had the best players. And he knew he had the best general manager, Sam Pollock, who was going to get him uh, you know, a fresh supply of new players every year. He knew he had the best you know, building, the forum. He knew he had media and fans that were more um, uh, you know, kind of knowledgeable and, and uh, engaged than, than anybody else. He knew we had every reason to win and no reasons to lose. And and so it was, you know, there was no excuses. I mean, and so you know, he would he would look at us and coach us and say, you know, really, like we're the best, and so we have no right to lose, and and I'm not going to allow you to get off the hook if you if we do lose. Um, it's I'm not going to explain it away because oh we've you know we're in a bit of a slump or we've got a few injuries or some of our guys are sick or or the law of averages no none of those things apply you know we should be able to play through all of those things and win and if we don't again the fingers can't get pointed in any other direction they can only get pointed at ourselves we're the ones who blew it and that's the way he was you know with with all of the teams that he coached it was it was that look you know that we have this in us and because it's in us, we have no right not to get that out of us and play with that uh, out of us. Well, there is no question uh, in reading the book that he took great pride and took great effort to really, really understand, as you mentioned, what he had and what he could do with it. In the second group of pictures, there is a uh, two-page photo spread called Analytics. Now, everybody thinks analytics is new and exciting. Well, I've got news for you. As soon as I saw this picture, Mr. Dryden, I was flipping to the end, hoping it, all these books were uh, copied in an appendix because I would love to see these books. It is fantastic to see how he broke down in his notebooks and in his pocket schedule, the information on his players, this is incredible. I wonder how he feels about today's analytics. I'm sure he's just absorbed it and probably looking for ways to make it better as well. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's taking in any information that exists. And so, as others say, and as he would say, there's the eye test. So you're, you know, you're using your eyes and then you're using your mind, you know, what you, what you've already learned, what you've seen, you know, what you're thinking at this moment. But, but you know, that what analytics is, you know, is, is, is just, it, it's another way of seeing something and something that your eye might miss or that your mind might miss. It's, a, it's just, you know, it, it's just more information to add to the whole mix of things and to see whether, you know, to see where you come out, come out of it all. And so, 
you know what uh, you know that that it means he's got these notebooks these these little <laughs> things there I don't know they're probably five five inches by by eight inches just really pocket you know ones and and it's sort of a two page spread for each of the players and it's you know this one happens to be open to my page so it's you know each game you know that that and and the result and the shots and you know with the Others, you know, there are other players that would be, you know, goals, assists, plus minus, whatever it happens to be. All of these little tiny columns across this two-page spread. And, and of course, the and I sort of bring this up with Scotty, and he laughs, and, you know, and here's it is that the largest column is the last one, which has referee. And, but it's all of this stuff. And it's just, again, you know, that, that at some point he, you know, he looks at it again. It's like, well, what's, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that I should be doing? And, and that's the way he, you know, that he was and, and, and is. And so, you know, that, that the, the new stuff that's available Great. I mean, it's new information. It's new ways of looking at things. Maybe there's a clue there somehow. And uh, uh, and so again, he's not somebody who who rejects, you know, what you know what is new in that way. And look, I was the best without these advanced analytics from before, and therefore they're of no purpose. No, they're another way of looking at things. And he's always been about another way of looking at things. And so this is something just to freshen his mind and stimulate his mind and allow him to go off in whatever direction his mind takes him. We're talking with Ken Dryden, Hall of Fame goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens through the 1970s, six Stanley Cups. Mr. Dryden, um, author of seven books. Today we are talking about your very latest, Scotty. A hockey life like no other. Well, in the book, and we won't give this away, of course, because this is one great reason to actually go out and get this book. I think for parents, for coaches, for organizations, this is a must-read for sport in general. But I love the challenge. I love the whole idea of challenging him to tell us about the players and why they're good and how you would coach them and pick eight teams of all time and put them together and how would you coach them and who would win. I love this whole uh, challenge that you put on him. And we're not going to give it away, of course, but uh, what a great twist in this whole great, uh, um, I guess, uh, novel of knowledge. Well, it was interesting to do. And, and what, I, what I wanted to do is to create um, a format that would make him the coach again, and and because that's you know that that as much as he you know experiences in one way or another and has stories to tell and and all of the rest of it, he's a coach, and and a coach is somebody who's very practical, concrete, has a challenge, has to find a, you know an answer to the challenge, has to adapt as the other team adapts, as the circumstances change, and all the rest of it. So, and, and, and again, if you've been watching the NHL up close since the mid to late 1940s, right to the present, okay, you know, who's the best? And, 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 and not just kind of, like, you know, give me a list. It's like, no, no, that, that, that what, you know, that, that anybody can create a list and anybody can have an opinion. But, but you have, you know, you have every right to have the strongest opinion because you have been up close to it 
uh, closer up to it than anyone else ever has. And so the key is, is, is not just to give those names. It's, it's the why. why. Why this team as one of the eight? And why not some other teams that were outstanding teams? Okay, well, now that you, those eight teams are playing against each other in four quarterfinal series, you've decided on the matchups. Now, what's going to happen when this team plays against that team? What, you know, how is this coach going to react? How is the other? How would you do it? What, line, what are the lines that would be played? What is it they can do? What is it that they don't do so well? Whatever it is, it's the why. It's the why. Always you know, the why of this. And nobody has more depth of why than Scotty does. So get at it. Attract it. Get it out. And then work down to the two semifinal series and then to the final series. And again, you know, it's, it, it's not... It, it, it's not about the, you know the, the who wins. It's the why the who wins. Why is is you know is is one team you know greater than a team that is almost great, um, and that was the you know that was the test of it, and it was it was fun to do, and I think I think it was fun for him to do because it 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 forced him into really thinking hard about these teams and about these players. And if they really were on um, on the ice together, and 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 what that would look like, and what would happen out of it, and and again, why that would happen, and why not a thousand other things that could happen. And so it was it was interesting. And and what I say in the book, you know, very early on, I don't know, page fifteen or so, and 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 resist if you can. From skipping to the end and see and seeing who wins, as best you can, just go along with Scotty's story. It's it's you know that it you know that the the story of how he gets there, that's the real you know that's what the book really is. Yeah, it's it's not where he gets to, it's how he gets to there. That's the fascinating part, and that's what separates him from everyone else. Oh, no question. Well, there's no doubt about that. This is an absolute treasure. The book title, Scotty, A Hockey Life Like No Other. Mr. Dryden, it is a story about a hockey life, but this will resonate far, far beyond any hockey arena, I think, into the roots of sport in general. I want to thank you once again uh, for writing the book and and for your time today. What a fantastic conversation uh, and what a fantastic work. Well, Jeff, Thanks. I've really enjoyed our conversation, and uh, and again, I mean, I, I I hope that you make it even more dog-eared, because uh, I mean that's the <laughs> that that's the joy of. I mean, you know, that I was I was doing an interview with somebody not long, and his book was really dog-eared, and it was like, oh, isn't that great? <laughs> you know that that I mean that that is the nicest thing that anybody can do with a book, and you know, librarians don't think it's such a great thing. But if you have it at home and it's yours, just dog ear away. And with all of the things that Scotty has seen and, and learned, I think there are a few things to uh, dog ear. Well, there's absolutely no question about that. And I think by the time I'm done with my book, it may fall apart or disintegrate, for crying out loud. Uh, Mr. Dryden, listen, thank you so much for your time today. Such a great, great discussion. And I want to thank you once again uh, for the incredible book. I cannot wait to uh, talk to you again. 
You're welcome, Jeff. And there you have it, everybody. Such a great, great discussion with Ken Dryden. Listen, Hall of Fame goaltender. And with the Montreal Canadiens through the 1970s, I watched Ken Dryden play. We used to pretend we were Ken Dryden when we were playing that. I was Guy Lafleur when I was out. And it was really tough, of course, growing up in a time when the Edmonton Oilers were dominating. I was wearing my Canadian jersey. All my pals were wearing their uh, Oilers jerseys. It was uh, a tough time, but I persevered and was very proud, of course, of my Montreal Canadian jersey. But to be able to talk to Mr. Dryden about one of the greatest coaches in the history of sport today uh, was such a treat. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you can pass it on to your friends, your fellow coaches, your teammates, your family as well, and the podcast will be going up on Crush Performance here in the next couple of days. So that'll do it for today, everybody. We are officially out of time. I want to thank you for tuning in. We have to thank uh, Mr. Dryden once again for joining us and for the great conversation. And again, he will be down at West Edmonton Mall today at 4 p.m. Get down there. He's signing at the chapters. Uh, we're at a great way to get down there and shake hands with a hockey legend, but more importantly, maybe to get your hands on a book that is just really, really important. Again, when we talk about learning and achieving greatness, you can't do it alone. And most of the times, it comes from great leaders. We're only as good as the three or four people around us, and you got to make sure those people are really, really good. And as a leader, I probably can bet that uh, Scotty Bowman was on the hunt for great people to build his organizations. Such a great conversation. And speaking of great conversations, coming up next week on Crush Performance, we're diving back into the top priorities for human performance, and we're going to discuss sleep recovery and regeneration. Uh, I was just recently down working with some elite athletes, and we were talking about sleep and sleep issues and how well the athletes were uh, coping with their sleeping problems. And we started talking about coping strategies and the first strategy that the athletes threw out was the idea of over-the-counter sleep aids which is the absolute worst answer any athlete could ever give to that question we'll be discussing that and much much more with crush favorite dr charles samuels from the center for sleep and human performance next week on crush performance we'll talk to you then goodbye now don't forget to ride Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.